Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 361st ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the Adair Club in Ireland being awarded the 2026 Ryder Cup. Yet another great day for the Irish. Just a few days after Shane Lowry became basically a national hero by winning the Open for the first time, his first major, and for the first time that it had been staged on the island in 68 years. Of course, it was at Royal Port Rush in Northern Ireland. I have been to Adair Manor, which is a simply spectacular property not far from Shannon Airport. Uh, major gateway, which is on the west coast of Ireland. So uh, they're already ahead of the game because it's an easy spot to fly into and a short drive from Shannon over to Adair Manor. And just two weeks ago when I was over in Ireland, I was given a tour of the K Club in County Kildare uh, near Dublin, which of course was the site of the 2006 Ryder Cup. And memorable with that, so, suddenly, first and foremost, Ireland has a tremendous history in golf, and suddenly, uh, it feels like Ireland is, is golf's new in place, and I just think it's great, Adair Manor, again, the manor itself is spectacular, uh, castle-like, uh, but, uh, but called a manor, looks like a castle. And major, major redevelopment into their golf course in recent years, which is obviously why they were awarded the 2026 Ryder Cup. Uh, So, again, just a great week for the Irish last week, to say the least, between Shane Lowry and the Adair Manor being awarded 2026 Ryder Cup. So coming up, what we have is uh, next year it'll be in, I believe, Beth Page and, or no, Whistling Straits uh, up in Wisconsin. Then in, that's 2020, in Rome in 22, uh, Beth Page on Long Island in 24, and now Adair Manor in 26. So fabulous, fabulous lineup, to say the least. Uh 
And of course, when you come to Ryder Cups, I was at the 99 Ryder Cup right here in Boston at the Country Club, 20 minutes from where I live, where I'm broadcasting at this moment. And that was, of course, the famous American comeback uh, on Sunday, uh, capped off by Justin Leonard's historic, iconic uh, putt on the 17th to uh, bring it home. I always remember Payne Stewart walking off the course, high five and everybody, including myself. And uh, before you knew it, he, he... Unfortunately, passed away, and uh, but always have a strong, strong memory of uh, Payne Stewart from that fabulous, memorable Ryder Cup. Well, my low light of the week is the Red Sox not being able to sweep the Yankees as they lost last night in Game Four of their four-game series at Fenway Park. Chris Sale, no less, was the Red Sox pitcher, so everybody felt good going in. Uh, the Red Sox pounded them for the first three games, and we were seeing those famous headlines again of the Boston Massacre, uh, the reverse of the Yankees coming up in 1978 and sweeping the Red Sox in the other Boston Massacre, but again, uh, with a chance to literally chop four games off the Yankees' big lead by winning last night, they just couldn't get it done. Again, behind Chris Sale, their ace, which was really, really uh, pretty disappointing because the energy around town yesterday was really, really high. Everybody was feeling and talking sweep. And, you know, with Sale on the hill. and uh, uh, But the Yankees uh, knew they could basically rescue the entire series by winning last night. They come out with their... Uh, they had their hitting shoes on, and uh, they came up big. Last night was, uh, for them and perhaps the Red Sox, but certainly for the Yankees, really the game of the year to keep some distance with that uh, big lead that they have. And uh, they got it done. That's why they're the Yankees. Well, my bizarre story of the week is NFL training camps, grand entries, led by the king of the grand entry, uh, Antonio Brown, but now he's doing it with the Raiders rather than the Steelers. We all recall that he has shown up at past few Steeler camps and everything from limousine cars uh, to whatever, and really uh, uh, turns it into a big production. But don't know that there was ever a bigger production than him, uh, again, coming in on a hot air balloon <laughs> to... Uh, introduce and begin his Raiders career with his first training camp. I think he's already on some type of injured list. Um, but it was fascinating. And another interesting uh, grand entry last week was, of course, Jalen Ramsey, the uh, yappy cornerback from the Jacksonville Jaguars, who's a great player. Uh, he arrived, he's already been talking a little, uh, contract stuff, uh, as in he wouldn't mind, uh, a new one <laughs> and, uh, given his play, it's understandable. Uh, but he arrived in an armored truck, uh, as in pay me the money, uh, at Jacksonville Jaguars training camp last week. He had, uh, uh, one of his guys with a megaphone introducing him as he got off carrying bags of 
what uh, looked like could have been money, but who knows, bags of something, but coming out of an armored truck. Uh, it certainly was meant to send the message of it being money, and he wants more of it. Uh, so, again, we're off and running with NFL training camps. Uh, great time of year. I, of course, am located here a mere 20 minutes from Gillette Stadium, where the Patriots uh, opened, I believe, last Thursday to sell out crowds, as always. Tom Brady's birthday uh, is always right around this time. Um, so it's really, really a terrifically high energy atmosphere year in, year out as the dynasty uh, grows, uh, to say the least. So uh, before you know it, it'll be preseason games and uh, off we go. And hard to believe the Hall of Fame game is uh, this week, Thursday, and the Hall of Fame enshrinement is uh, is on really all weekend long out there in Canton, Ohio, but also, uh, more importantly, uh, Saturday night is the actual induction, the speeches, and uh, this year's class looks great. Champ Bailey, Pat Bolin, former owner of the Broncos, Gil Brandt, icon from the Cowboys, basically invented NFL scouting, Tony Gonzalez, Ty Law from the Patriots and Aliquippa, Pennsylvania. Kevin Mawa, great center for the Jets. Ed Reed, iconic defensive back from the Ravens. And Johnny Robinson, tremendous player from that Super Bowl winning, Super Bowl four winning team, Kansas City Chiefs with Len Dawson, Otis Taylor, and the like. So uh, it's really, really here this week. And, uh, couldn't come soon enough, so we're really going to get into some football starting Thursday night with an actual preseason game from Canton, Ohio. So, uh, why don't we take our break now, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, so don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Englehart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition, and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation, hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts. We'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, good morning, John. Glad to be on your show. How's everything? Everything is great. Uh, couldn't be better. Summer is, uh, we're having a great summer here in New England, uh, which is never a lock. So that's, uh, that's been awesome. Uh, and uh, it's football time. So we are uh, hard to believe three days away from the first preseason game in Canton, Ohio, which of course is Hall of Fame enshrinement weekend, all weekend long starting well, we're in it this week, uh, but certainly Saturday night when they receive their gold jacket and are actually and give their speeches is a big night. I, I talked about it uh, at the end of the first segment, uh, but you, of course, uh, are down in Alabama, which is always churning out football news, and uh, it sounds like we have some new news on uh, the Crimson Tide. Yeah, John, it's not good for Alabama, but this individual, that he entered the transfer porthole, uh, I think it was in the springtime, and Nick Saban had to convince him to stay, but it looks like he's on the transfer porthole again, and he's gone from Alabama. That's the number one recruit in the class for 2018, Yabi Anoma. He was a defensive end out of, I think, St. Francis Prep in around the Baltimore area, so he's going to be... Uh, he might be going to University of Maryland to follow the former offensive coordinator at Alabama, Mike Lodgley. Really? Oh, right, right. Possibility. Possibility well, to go pretty, back to his home state. Well, that's pretty big news, but, you know, it goes without saying that Alabama, with their, they have the best, best depth, obviously, in college football. They have, you know, five stars at second, third, and fourth string, so to speak. So they'll be able to replace them. Uh, many programs, it sounds like, you know, losing the number one high school recruit would be devastating. But uh, you know better than me, it, it just seems like another blip on the screen for Alabama and one they'll obviously be able to overcome. Yeah, so, I mean, John, they'll, they'll have some talented people to replace him and they'll be given a chance. You know, that's that's the way it works. Right, right, exactly. 
that you said it perfectly. That's the way it works. And, uh, you know, Nick Saban, like a Belichick disciple uh, that he is, and uh, coached together, of course, in Cleveland back in 99 when Belichick was coach and Saban was on his staff. But bottom line, AP, is, uh, you know, know, when stuff like this happens to the Patriots, as long as it's not Tom Brady, of course, it's just a blip on the radar and off they go. (laughs) And, you know, just, you know. (laughs) Uh, plug and replace, and, and I think it's Alabama's similar. Oh, oh yeah, no question, John. And Nick Saban, when he was at the SEC media days, he actually said that he has a system, and when he brings in new coaches, they tweak the system, and they add a little bit more flair, flamboyance, or whatever they may have uh, to offer, but they're not changing the way they do things at Alabama for any any individual or any coach. I mean, yeah, they'll, they'll make the appropriate, uh, you know, changes and, and little, you know, nuances, but they're not revamping everything for just one player or one coach. Exactly right, nor do they need to. Uh, and that's not to minimize this. Uh, you know, it sounds like he was uh, uh, is probably a great player. But, you know, the school that can probably most afford to lose someone with his background and, and talent uh, would be Alabama. And uh, so, AP, when does uh, when does practice actually start, if it hasn't already? Yeah, they, they start up here in a few days, John. Um, Alabama and all, all the SEC gets going. And, you know, the first date for Alabama is August 31st. August thirty first is the day they they play their games against uh, the against Duke University, so uh, they'll have plenty of time to get rolling and figure everything out. But but Alabama, uh, you know, they're going to have another great team. Just a question of can they win these big games throughout the course of the season, and when they you know hopefully get to the college football playoff. I mean, they have the offense to win games. You know, Tua Tungabailo came in second in the Heisman, tremendous quarterback. Maybe the best group of receivers overall at Alabama. I mean, John, they had a player that was the MVP, John, John Meshi, from the – he hasn't even played a game, but he was the MVP of the spring game, freshman. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's to go along with the, the, the three juniors who were men starters and played quite a bit as freshmen. And, and then uh, Jalen Waddle, of course, we saw what he can do in the kick return game and as a pass catcher and uh, his yards after a catch. So, I mean, that's five players that, any, that could play anywhere in America. No doubt about it, AP. I mean, you know, I, I say it from time to time, but no better time to say it again than the outset of football season that how lucky are you and I that between us we cover the two best dynasties going right now in America, two best football dynasties. Uh, me up here, uh, uh, stone's throw from uh, Gillette Stadium, and you, of course, down there uh, all over Alabama. So it's just uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You know, you and I have been doing this now for uh, well, since we started, because both dynasties have been in place since uh, we, we started working on the show together. And here we are again, and it's, it just seems like nothing changes, you know, at all. It's just, again, how lucky are we? Yeah, absolutely, John. I mean, you with the Patriots, uh, they have the quarterback, you know, one for the ages. Oh, yeah. And the coach, you know, the coach 
to go along with that system and implement the system and get everybody on the same page. And then you have Nick Saban, who, you know, evolved through the years to be a great coach. And he's considered oh, yes. one of the all-time best. And, uh, you know, he keeps learning and changing and uh, adding things to the repertoire for his offense, defense. Uh, of course, special teams, the kicking game has always been kind of a sore spot, but they're trying to iron that out uh, this, this year as well. Correct, correct. Well, that's kicking, kicking game has not been a problem uh, with the Patriots. Uh, yeah, you know, hard to believe Adam Vinatieri, uh, you know, has been as long as he's been around and he's still he's still kicking, shall we say? And uh, and the Patriots, of course, drafted as good a successor as you could ever have in Stephen Goskowski. But you know. That's not to say the Patriots don't have things to overcome, and you know they're, you always wonder about their defense. Uh, and but you didn't have to wonder about them last Super Bowl Sunday when they basically shut out the Rams for all intents and purposes and uh, delivered one of the great defensive Super Bowls in, in NFL history, quite frankly. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, again, it's just uh, the gift that keeps on giving and. Uh, we seem to be in the same position every August and best part of it all is there's still no end in sight despite for either team, uh, despite turnover, graduation turnover at Alabama and Tom Brady about to turn 42. If he hasn't already, it's like happening. It's old. His birthday is in early August. So, uh, pretty amazing. That's for sure. And here we are strapped in for another great season. I'm sure by both teams relevant, where there's only one goal for Alabama, for both teams, is championship or bust. There, there, there's it's black and white these days, with these two teams. Yeah, those two teams have the same goal in yeah, the fans, I mean, the expectations. I mean, John, there's probably some kids growing up now. They they never saw anything but Super Bowls and national championships from Alabama and the New England Patriots. You know. Oh yeah. I'm starting to encounter those kids, AP, as they're now, you know, 18, 20 <laughs> yeah. years old, uh, you know, with uh, six Super Bowls in their lifetime. They don't know anything else. Uh, so it's just incredible, uh, to say the least. But, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be great. So, yeah, so in other words... Is when does practice start? Is there an, is practice like an August first start date for college football, or is it just sort of sometime this week? Yeah, it's a it's around that day, John, second, third, whatever it is. Yeah, they. Okay, it's not a hard, not a hard start. I, no, it's not a hard hard day like in college basketball. I think there's right there's, midnight madness. It's a hard, you know, you're right, midnight madness type of thing. Yeah, college football probably varies a little bit for each team, but essentially, it's, you know, plus or minus a day or a day or two. Yeah. Right, right. So uh, I'll ask the obvious question: Are Alabama, you know, Patriots are open training camp last Thursday to yet more record crowds? They just grow each year, and fabulous, fabulous atmosphere. They really built a nice uh, training camp uh, setup right beside Gillette Stadium. But do, are Alabama practices like open to the public? or SEC, or college football in general? You're someone who would probably know that. On uh, this, I think it's this upcoming Sunday, John, there's an autograph day. Okay. And they can so watch practice. Okay. But other than that, no, it's not normally, it's not normally, um, it's not normally open to the public. No, it's not. But they do have an autograph session. I think they last for 45 minutes. 
It's right on. Okay. The, it's right in the stadium on the field, and they uh, uh, can sign autographs for forty-five minutes. So, and there's extremely long lines. People getting there hours before, you know, many hours before. Okay, yeah. so yeah, and same with the NFL. It's not like you can, you know, just stroll over to Gillette, watch the Patriots practice, you know, unencumbered for you know the next whatever, 25 days, 30 days, uh, you know, so it's, some are open to the public, some are not, but, you know, there, there, there's a whole lot of access, and certainly the past four days have been uh, basically completely open to the public, and perfect summer days, people just turn out in droves, as they should, as they should, you know, uh, I have my memory, yeah. and I'll never forget this, of training camp, my top ever memory was uh, uh, Julian Edelman, Returning a punt, I happened to be the in the end zone where he was running to, where he actually scored from. It was just, you know, training camp, play, scrimmage, whatever you want to call it. And early in his, you know, maybe his rookie year, maybe his first four or five practices, and he was instantly on my radar from that moment on. He, he basically <laughs> ran right into my lap. I'm like, who's this guy? And I always remember the person beside me just said, oh, yeah, he was the quarterback at Kent State. I said, quarterback? And, he just, <laughs> and, I, and I just watched him weave his way through the field going like, who is this guy? <laughs> well, I think everybody knows. Everybody found out who he is if they didn't know already last Super Bowl when he was the MVP, right? <laughs> Absolutely. They know about him now. Oh, they sure do. And on, on that note, you'll appreciate this as a SEC guy. Danny Etling, the former quarterback from LSU, played last LSU year. LSU transferred there, well. right? Yeah, he, right. And so, you know, the Patriots drafted him, and he was on the depth chart at quarterback last year. Well, he's been switched to wide receiver, a la Edelman, quarterback to wide receiver. Oh and, of course, the big reason for that, AP, you'll, you'll know this well, is Jared Stidham from Auburn, was drafted <laughs> by the Patriots. So he's already assume the quarterback mantle and I'm hearing good things about Danny Etling. So, you know, he, he, it's pretty obvious he needs to, you know, Brian Hoyer is embedded at number two and, uh, and Etling needs to, you know, do some things, a wide receiver to make the team, but they must like him because, you know, and they, and they love these type of projects as you well know, you know, the Troy Browns, yeah. the, you know, people converting position, Edelman, people converting positions, Belichick loves, loves these kind of projects so he must like Etling because now he's willing to put in the time for a potential payoff down the road yeah uh, that's amazing that they take their quarterback from LSU and switch him to what nobody would have envisioned just one coach probably in the league would try to come up with an idea to switch him to wide receiver keep him on the roster and then John you have an extra quarterback correct exactly which is uh, we saw how that can pay off in the famous playoff game four or five years ago against the Baltimore Ravens when Edelman turned the game around when the Patriots were down two touchdowns by hitting Danny Amendola with a long pass uh, on uh, a flea flicker, Statue of Liberty sort of play. And so, yeah, so let me just close out this segment by asking a simple question. Do you have a memory of Danny Etling being athletic? Like, can you can you see it? I mean, he was able to scramble. I didn't consider him one of the better dual-threat quarterbacks, but he must have enough speed. And the other thing must be 
He has soft hands. Right. Okay. That's important, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he must be able to catch the football. He wouldn't put him out there. I don't care if he was uh, fast or slow. He's got to be able to catch the football. And, of course, as a quarterback, he has that extra special knowledge of defenses, how to get open. Correct. Correct. And best of all, he has the right guy delivering the ball to him. Um, yeah. Tom Brady, obviously, they already know each other from – uh, a year together in the quarterback room, which we're talking many, 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 many yes, hours yes. together. <laughs> so uh, everybody's rooting for him, you know, just everybody's rooting for him. So we'll see how oh, it all yeah, turns yeah, they're, out. They're, and they're all rooting for Jared Stedham, too. Trust me. Yeah, but that's a unique situation to switch him to the, from quarterback to wide receiver. And, um, you, you know, that's that's really unique that, I mean, of all the people, I, I don't think that was ever mentioned in the draft. He could Correct. play wide receiver. Oh, no. We'll have to check no, back. No, no. But, uh, yeah, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. This is a direct result, AP, of Jared Stedham being drafted, Periodly. period. I mean, they right. clearly, right. whether it's whatever it is, size, whatever, like what they see from him, has the potential third-string quarterback, and therefore we like Edling. Apparently, they like Edling, Edling enough to invest some time to keep him on the team in a different position. Uh, but, AP, we've come to the end of our break. So we'll take our break now, and uh, I know you'll be sticking, a lot, sticking around on the line, and uh, we have a lot more topics to get to on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you. It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleina Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And A.P., we covered some college football in the previous segment, as we like to do as soon as you come on to join us each week. Uh, but I referenced at the end of the first segment... Uh, football season really begins with the first preseason game this Thursday out in Canton, Ohio. The Hall of Fame game, of course. Hall of Fame week is officially underway in Canton. I've been to the Hall of Fame. Uh, nothing quite like it. And AP, we have quite a class uh, going in for the class of 2019, Champ Bailey. Pat Bolin, former owner of the Broncos, Gil Brandt, Super Scout for the Cowboys, Tony Gonzalez, Ty Law, Kevin Mawa, center for the Jets, Ed Reed, and Johnny Robinson uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl IV team. And AP, I want to start with Ty Law. Um, first of all, he's from Aliquippa, Pennsylvania, so a Western Pennsylvania boy. Uh, that, of course, is the hometown of... Tony Dorsett and Mike Ditka. So Ty Law going into the Hall of Fame is a really, really, really big deal. It's two hours from where I grew up. And the best thing about my hometown of Altoona is we're often mistaken for Aliquippa. (laughs) 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 Because of the AL parts, a lot of people say, oh, when I I give my hometown, they'll say, oh, wow, that's where uh, Dorsett and Ty Law and Dick are from, right? And I have to correct them. I don't correct them too quickly. I'm more, I I let it kind of settle and say, well, yes. Just kidding. But I I, I let it marinate for a, a couple of seconds. Yeah. But let it simmer. They let it simmer. Yeah, we've had a cut. We've had a couple of good ones, I might say, uh, ourselves. Not quite of that level, but uh, Mike yeah. Reed, Outland Trophy winner from Penn State. Uh, John Ebersole, great player at Penn State, and uh, and of course with the New York Jets, linebacker, and then Brad Benson uh, again. Uh, all three are from Altoona. Uh, all went to Penn State, Brad Benson included. And Brad Benson was a tremendous offensive lineman for the New York Giants uh, yeah. and a tremendous success uh, as a car salesman, has his own car car businesses down in the greater New York area. So, again, but, uh, so we, we, we have a bit of a uh, lineage in Altoona as well. Uh, again, only half an hour from State College, Penn State. But AP, back to Ty Law. So when I think of him, uh, number one, I did a big story on him for NFL player engagement a while back. He now owns numerous and still growing trampoline uh, buildings, for lack of a better word. They're inside, so I won't call them a trampoline park. But very successful. That's what I did the interview on him. 
uh, about uh, just a couple years ago. A real success story off the field. He's still based here in New England. Uh, also, we have in common that I worked for the uh, U.S. Army All-American Bowl which uh, and Football University Youth National Championships down there in San Antonio and then FBU moved over to Naples. I've worked in both places. But Ty Law was a coach of his son's team in, down in Rhode Island. So he and I have like seen each other uh, at Football University regional playoffs up here in New England. So I've gotten to know him. Just a tremendous guy. I really got to know him through the interview. We do share that Western PA background, which he's very, very tuned into, to say the least. But at the end of the day, AP has watched him his entire career from the stands at Old Foxborough Stadium as well as Gillette. And here's what stands out for me. Very simple. You'll remember it. I, I used to call them the snow-on-demand games when Peyton Manning and the Colts would always, uh, you know, win their first playoff game and look literally unbeatable. And then they would be coming to Foxborough back in the 2003-2004 era. Uh, never forget the minute they appeared in the tunnel, the Colts, it started to snow. They, of course, were a dome team out there in Indy. <laughs> it started to snow, literally snow on demand. That's that's my term that I coined that day. And Ty Law on the, you know... Had three interceptions that day. Uh, and I can't overemphasize the height of the excitement around and the rivalry of the Colts Patriots in the two th- early 2000s. And Ty Law, you know, basically served notice with an early interception and just set the tone for the game. And next thing you know, Patriots are, you know, he had two more that day. Uh, Tom Brady was young. Patriots calling card in many ways, that, you know, was the defense led by Ty Law, but also with a whole lot of help with the Teddy Bruskies and Richard Seymours and Rodney Harrisons of the world as well. So, so AP, I've talked for a bit. That's my strongest memory of Ty Law among many. Yeah, he's been a, was a versatile player. Johnny played some offense too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He caught some passes. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, um, he, and he was one of the leader, leaders he, of those he, def, the defense. and Yeah, and... You know, you'll remember this AP, especially as a college football expert that you are. Ty Law was the defensive back when on the field at the big house when Michael Westbrook caught that Hail Mary from Cordell Stewart to stun Michigan on the final play of the game. Remember that one? (laughs) About 70 yards in the air. Yep, 70 yards in the air. Uh, obviously that's a play that everybody remembers where they were. Um, one of the top five probably in college football history, but Ty Law was, uh, the defensive back in the end zone on that play. Um, so he, he has, you know, he has a knack for, for being, uh, you know, where the action is. And, uh, again, yeah. And then, by the way, I attended his induction into the Patriots, Hall of Fame just uh, a year or two ago, and he gave a tremendous speech, very gracious. I covered that as well, wrote an article for the NFL on it, and uh, and frankly, just couldn't be more thrilled for him. He's just uh, deserving on the field and just simply uh, class act off the field and on. 
Yeah, they wouldn't have those championships without Ty Lawler, no question, especially against the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, exactly right. Exactly right. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he was he was the leader. He really was. Um, yeah, he, he he terrorized Peyton Manning. He did. He did. Um, <laughs> that, and you said it perfectly, AP. I, could, I can't say it better than myself, even though I witnessed it. That's my memory of him. You just said it perfectly. As I look right at Peyton Manning on ESPN, talking about the new show that's coming out, Peyton's Places, which actually looks pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a serious rivalry in those days, boy. I mean, there was, I think we all like Peyton Manning now. I certainly do. But boy, back in 03, 04, 05, there was no love lost between Patriot fans and Peyton Manning. That's for darn sure. No. In fact, no, he was a thorn in his side. Yeah. yeah. Well, AP, I think, uh, you know, it was Ty Law's interception, certainly here at Gillette Stadium in those playoff games that the, the quote, Peyton face was was invented. <laughs> you, you know what I mean by that, right? Him walking off the field, shaking yeah, his head. Yeah. In disbelief. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. hey, we all love Peyton Manning now. <laughs> yeah, and we really do. I, I just think the guy is terrific. And, uh, and you know, we all love Ty Law and AP. Uh, I, I almost feel bad. I, we, we just uh, basically took up the whole segment, mostly with me talking about Ty Law. So we, <laughs> that's we, a, we that's hardly a good touched thing. on that's our fine. Huh? That's fine. I mean, he's a great ball player, and you, you had a, a, all those recollections and memories. Yes, yes. Well, why don't we take our break now, our final break. Uh, I'm sure you have some thoughts on one of the other uh, players going in. Champ Bailey, of course, of the uh, Denver Broncos, uh, where he really made his name. and then, uh, But more importantly, he got started at University of Georgia. Of course, uh, down in the SEC. So why don't we take our break now, and we'll talk about some of the other uh, class of 2019 in on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? 
If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, we were talking about Hall of Fame last segment. Uh, so my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the first preseason game of the year, Hall of Fame uh, this Thursday, which, of course, we're into Hall of Fame induction week, enshrinement on Saturday night, which is really, uh, for me, the highlight and AP, I talked a lot about Ty Law in the previous segment, kind of dominated uh, the segment, so many memories. Uh, but I guess we can call this the year of the uh, defensive back because uh, there's a couple besides Ty Law going in. Ed Reed and, of course, Champ Bailey, someone that you're familiar with from his stellar career down at the University of Georgia. Yeah, Champ Bailey was a fantastic cornerback. Um, he's a 12-time Pro Bowl player, All-American in Georgia. He was very good. I mean, you, you just don't see those types of players come around very often. I mean, he's on the if the Georgia picked an all-time team, he'd be on there for sure because uh, his skill level was above and beyond. I'm trying to think of the best the best defensive back. I think. At Georgia, one of the one of the best was safety Jake Scott. You remember that name from way back, Super Bowl MVP. Played for the uh, Dolphins. Played for the Dolphins. Absolutely. Played for the Dolphins, right, Jake Scott. Yeah, hard hitter, smart. But he wasn't a cover guy, but Champ Bailey, lockdown corner, uh, good tackler. But, you know, he was he was terrific for them. And, uh, yeah, Georgia should be so lucky to have somebody like him. All-time great player, all-time great name, by the way. Anybody with the first name of Champ uh, is all right with us, right? Yes, absolutely. To say the least. Love the name, always have. I, of course, remember him uh, from the Broncos uh, when the Patriots had never lost a playoff game with Belichick and Brady as the dynasty was growing and went out to Denver on a Saturday night where along with Miami, they always have trouble, always. And Champ Bailey had a fabulous interception where he ran. uh, I I think we're talking something that sounds like 96 yards or something. Um, But Ben Watson, tight end at the time, uh, basically tracked him down uh, at like the one-yard line. 
Um, one of the more famous tackles, I think, in postseason history where he just like got after it. And Bailey, who's fast, 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 obviously, had to do some weaving, giving Watson. But, of course, the, the take home then was that the, uh, you know, Watson never gave up. And and here he is. You know, goes around, comes around, AP. It's amazing. Uh, here Watson is back with the Patriots after spending the last few years with the Saints. But, yeah, famous play in NFL postseason history and certainly remembered by all here in New England. The Patriots did lose that game. And I think at the time they were 10-0 and 0 and uh, had never lost a playoff game, Belichick and Brady, and until that game. And, of course, Champ Bailey made the play of the game uh, uh, despite Watson's tackle. Those are two Georgia Bulldogs. Yes. <laughs> right. Ben Watson went to Georgia. Good catch. Exactly right. I, I, I thought he did. I was thinking yeah. that, too. Yeah, two Georgia Bulldogs. Need we say more? Um, yeah. But, yeah, so Ed Reed, you, you know, he, he's an interesting one. My memory of him, quite frankly, is he, along with the rest of the Ravens, had no fear coming into Gillette Stadium uh, for Patriots playoff games and certainly won a few, to say the least. Uh I don't have a lot of memories of him at Miami. I don't know that he was like, quote, a household name. He was certainly a great player. But what are, what are your memories yeah. of Ed Reed? I mean, one of the best ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah John, I remember him at Miami. Uh, he was a very good ball player, as you mentioned. But he was somebody that was a game changer from the safety position. That's really unique. Correct. There you go. I there mean, you go. Uh, you know, making the tackle, the interception, blocking a kick. I mean, returning an interception for a touchdown, uh, putting the fear in the quarterback on a blitz. I mean, there's not many safeties you can recall with those type of attributes and the ability to, to change a game. Right, to make game-winning plays, uh, some of which yeah. we all remember that we Reed was that guy. Yeah, absolutely. He sure was. There's no question about it. Yes, tremendous player. And, of course, in addition to, you know, uh, coming into Gillette Stadium and uh, along with the Raven teammates and beating the Patriots at least twice, could have been more if not for a missed kicker that, or, or two along the way. Uh, I, of course, you know, hailing from Western Pennsylvania, the yeah. games Ed Reed played against the Steelers, those Steeler-Ravens games are just the best thing still going in my mind in the NFL uh, but certainly, you know, through the years, the physicality with Ray, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, just wars. Those two teams had wars, not games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was <laughs> unbelievable when they got together. I mean, Baltimore's defense, I mean, probably over the last two decades or so, uh, there's a defense you did not want to face. It was one with Ed Reed in Baltimore and the Baltimore Ravens. Correct. Correct. Just uh, a special player. No other way to say it. Uh, another special player, AP, uh, very deserving as well. I think he holds a bunch of records. Uh, Tony Gonzalez. He, of course, uh, made his name with the Kansas City Chiefs uh, for years and years. But then, uh, you know, went over to the Atlanta Falcons, never did get the ring. We now see him on uh, TV every Sunday, he's a good announcer and a uh, good, good studio guy, analyst, and uh, yeah, a very likable guy, to say the least. I, I think everybody, uh, you know, is glad to see 
Tony Gonzalez going in, and nobody's surprised. Very, very deserving. No, he made catch after catch for all those teams he played for in the league. You know, he played some college basketball, and more basketball players should be tight ends in the NFL, I believe. But Correct. they all there become members of right. that sport. Good <laughs> but, point. But Tony Gonzalez, yeah, he was as good as any athletic, excellent hands, fearless uh, whenever he was catching the football, good team leader, perennial all-pro. Absolutely. Absolutely. He probably helped pave the way for Antonio Gates coming, playing college basketball and then starring as a tight end. Exactly the same path Antonio Gates has taken out in San Diego. And he'll be joining them all in a few years, right? At the Hall, at the Hall of Fame, Antonio Gates will. Uh, <laughs> yes, he will. And, and yeah, you know, and lo and behold, I mean, I mentioned defensive backfield dominating this, uh, this class of 19. Uh, but another one that I remember well for whatever reason, because well, he was good. <laughs> but you, you know that Kansas yeah, right. City Chiefs team, uh, and he was on in the defensive backfield, safety, I believe, with Emma Thomas, and you know, just the Marcellus, the, Jim Marcellus, I think, and yeah, I mean, we all remember better. that Kansas City team, very memorable. You know, yes. who they had? Yes. Oh, they had some great players on Willie Lanier. Um, Buck Buchanan. Buck Buchanan. Buck Buchanan, exactly. It's all coming back to me now. Jim Lynch from Notre Dame. <laughs> Never forget him. That's right. That's that's right. Bobby Bell. Bobby Bell, yeah. So we're talking a star-studded defense. And Johnny yeah. Robinson was just a guy that made plays. The name stuck. You know, I was a kid uh, when Super Bowl Four was played, and they beat, uh, you know, they beat uh, the Vikings, I think. And, uh and that's yeah, right. it's right. just nice to see him in, you know, just, I think, I think it's great. And boy, again, we all remember that team and on offense, of course, Lenny Dawson and, uh, Ed Podolak and, uh, Otis Taylor, who had a, I think a big touchdown pass in that ex- actual game, certainly a big completion. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, sure did. Going going in. yeah, he was a, uh, pro football, I mean, I mean, a, uh, pro bowl player for the, Chiefs every season, and heck, he had 57 interceptions as a safety, and that's a good number. That's a really good number. And AP, it's hard to believe uh, that we are at the end of the show. It always comes up so quickly, but thank you for calling in. Thanks for your expertise. This was a fun one. Uh, Football is here, and you and I are going to have another good season, so looking forward to it. It's true. Looking forward to it, John. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you, AP, and as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.